The Virtual CISO Moment is brought to you by VCISO Services. VCISO Services' mission and calling is to provide quality cybersecurity and information security consulting and expertise for small and mid-sized businesses. While they are a leading provider of qualified and experienced virtual CISOs, they offer much more. Check them out at vcisoservices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Cybersecurity Quick Strike for Monday, April 24th, 2023. And for those of you viewing, you can see that I'm not in the office studio at this point in time. I am in a hotel room at a conference in Tennessee, higher education conference in one of the state parks, one of my favorite conferences of all time. Probably the last time I will be at this particular conference, so I'm enjoying it very much. Start out today from Security Affairs. Nonprofit health insurer Point32 Health has taken systems offline in response to a ransomware attack that took place on April 17th. Now, the insurer immediately launched an investigation into the incident with the help of third-party cybersecurity experts to determine the extent of the damage. The organization notified law enforcement and regulators and is currently working to recover the operations. Quote, on April 17th, Point32 Health identified a cybersecurity ransomware incident that impacted systems we use to service members, accounts, brokers, and providers. At this time, most systems impacted are on the Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare side of our business. After detecting the unauthorized party and out of an abundance of caution, that's a phrase frequently used in these particular cases, we proactively took system, certain systems offline to contain the threat. This is from the statement that was published by the insurer. Most impacted systems are related to Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, which a few days ago announced on Facebook that it was experiencing technical issues with its website and phone lines. Somebody did not provide details about the attack, such as the family of ransomware that compromised its systems and the number of impacted individuals. From HelpNet Security, XDLP has unveiled the addition of ChatGPT templates to the company's reveal platform, which uncovers risk, educates employees, and fulfills security, compliance, and regulatory needs. So we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, about the need to ensure that you're managing the GPT threat, if you will. It's just a new tool, but employees do need to have direction and guidance on how to use it. Anyway, the launch of these new policy templates is in response to the dramatic increase in the use of large language model platforms in the company's global customer base. With the new policies, customers gain enhanced monitoring and protection of employees using ChatGPT. The first policy educates employees on the potential risks associated with using the service. It triggers when an employee visits the ChatGPT website and remind the user of proper corporate data usage protocols. The second policy detects the use of sensitive information, such as internal project names, credit card numbers, or social security numbers. I'm sure that Samsung would have liked to have had this feature, or this policy rather, in place a few weeks or months ago. Within the chat GPT conversations, enabling organizations to take preventative measures against unauthorized data sharing. Now, these policies are just two of many possible configurations that protect organizations whose employees are using ChatGPT. Quote, as 
powered language models continue to revolutionize the way we interact with technology, it is essential for organizations to stay ahead of the curve in terms of data protection and have visibility into how employees are leveraging these tools, said Constant Stack, CEO of NextDLP. We have an interesting article to share about routers and vulnerabilities, and I'll get to that in 30 seconds. Bitdefender provides cybersecurity solutions with leading security, efficacy, performance, and ease of use to small and medium businesses, mid-market enterprises, and consumers. Guided by a vision to be the world's most trusted cybersecurity solutions provider, Bitdefender is committed to defending organizations and individuals around the globe against cyber attacks to transform and improve their digital experience. So this comes to us from We Live Security, taking a defunct router out of the rack and replacing it with a nice, shiny new one. It's probably an everyday occurrence in many businesses, networking environments. However, the fate of that router being discarded should be important, if not even more important, than the implementation of the new shiny box in the rack. Unfortunately, this appears to not necessarily be the case all the time. So the ESET research team purchased a few used routers to set up in a test environment. There was shock among the team members when they found that in many cases, previously used configurations had not been wiped. And worse, the data on the devices could be used to identify the prior owners along with the details of the network configurations. I remember many years ago when I was doing some freelance writing for Computer World, those articles are still out on the net if you do an internet search for them. I wrote mainly about networking things. Probably around the 2007 time frame, I boosted my home network, expanded it, if you will, and purchased a couple of hubs, not switches, but hubs off of eBay. And those hubs actually had IP addresses on the front of both of them, label maker tape public IP addresses, and I was able to see that they belonged originally to a bank in Cincinnati. I believe that's the case. Or headquartered, at least in Cincinnati. But regardless, I don't recall if the boxes themselves actually had configuration data, but I remember thinking back at the time that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Anyway, this led these folks to conduct more extensive tests, uh, purchasing more used devices and adopting a simple methodology to see if data still existed on the devices. Total of 18 routers were acquired. One was dead on arrival. Two were a mirrored pair, so they counted only as one. After those adjustments, they found that there was configuration details on and data on over 56% of the devices. Now, the article notes that in the wrong hands, the data gleaned from the devices, including customer data, router-to-router authentication keys, application lists, and much more, is bad enough to launch a cyber attack. A bad actor could have gained the initial access required to start researching where the company's digital assets are located and where the valuable information might be. I think that we all know what could come next. Here's an interesting blog post from Sigmund Brandstater. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. C-I-S-S-P and some other letters after his name. About using Tor, the onion router, to get in a dark web. I'll, I'll read the first part of his blog post and you can pick up the rest if so inclined. 
Starts out, you may ask yourself now, how would why would anybody be interested in the dark web besides criminals and drug dealers or users? Well, the answer is simple. The dark web is not only home to criminals, but it is also a vast resource for all kinds of legitimate content. It is used by whistleblowers in countries with oppressive governments, by journalists that report in countries that try to censor or oppress free speech, free press rather, and it hosts a number of sites that you would find on the clear web, such as Facebook, BBC, and more. So he says, okay, why do I use the dark web? For me, the dark web is a very important resource during investigations. It is part of any OSINT, Open Source Intelligence, or OSINT, or OSINT, depending on how you pronounce it. And life would be really hard without it for much digital forensics and OSINT investigators. All right. How do I, he's, I'm continuing reading his article. How do I get safely started with all this? The keyword being safely here. Let's look at a few options here and be reminded security practitioners are even more important precautions are even more important when accessing the dark web. Do not think any that nothing can happen to you because it is, quote, anonymous. Malware does not know anonymity. So let's start with some basic recommendations, though not all may be possible to implement for the average user. So anyway, he goes on. This is a beginner's guide. He cautions about don't use your daily PC for this. Set up a VM, or in my case, I would almost want to use a whole separate piece of hardware because that's just the way I am. Uh, and I'm not advocating checking out Tor. It's been a long time, I think, since I've really done any work in that area as well. But if I were to do it, and certainly I can see that it does help for with investigative journalism in some cases. I believe that Mr. Brian Krebs leverages, I would imagine, Tor and the dark web for some of his sourcing. Just be careful how you do it. From bleeping computer, researchers are seeing a rise in attacks spreading the evil extractor data theft tool used to steal user-sensitive data in Europe and the U.S. Now, evil extractor is sold by a company named Codex for $59 a month. Sounds reasonable. Featuring seven attack modules, including ransomware, credential extraction, and Windows Defender bypassing. While marketed as a legitimate tool, Bleeding Computer was told that evil extractor is primarily promoted to threat actors on hacking forums. I mean, promoted as a legitimate tool and called evil extractor. That <clears throat> There's a marketing fail there, I think. Quote, recorded future first observed evil extractor being sold on the cracked and nulled forums in October of 2022. <clears throat> this according to Alan Liska, a threat intel analyst at Recorded Future. Other security researchers have also been monitoring the development of malicious attacks using evil extractors, sharing their findings on Twitter since February of 2022. Ordinate reports that cyber criminals use evil extractors in the information stealing malware in the wild. According to the article, based on attack stats collected by the cybersecurity company, the development of EO extractor spiked last month, with most infections coming from a linked phishing campaign. Well, that's it for today. We have a wonderful interview tomorrow with the one and only InfoSec Sherpa, Tracy Mayleaf, on tap for tomorrow's episode. Many of you know her. You may not know her by that name. You know her as from InfoSec Sherpa. She also produces a daily-ish, that's her words, newsletter of things you may not heard about in the InfoSec world. So check it out. Check out the podcast and check out her newsletter. 
Also, if you have not checked out the full version of So You Want to Be an Information Security Consultant, I would encourage you to check it out if you want to be an information security consultant. It's the extended version of a presentation I gave at B-Sides Nashville and the Southeast Cybersecurity Summit about a week, week and a half ago. I've gotten such great response to both the um, presentations in person and then the recordings that I've shared online that I'm working, I decided I'm going to work on a book, talk about those experiences. No idea when that's going to be out. I'm just in the beginning stages. And if you've ever written a book before, you know that it can take quite some time. And one more thing, if you've been listening recently, you know that I've done some shout outs for folks that are in between opportunities. If you are one of those folks who are in between shout out here on the podcast, I would be happy to do so. All you need to do is email me, greg at gregshafer.info. That's G-R-E-G-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R dot I-N-F-O. And please put in the subject line, shout out, two words. That way I can filter through it. And if you have sent me one already and I haven't, I've missed the shout out, please let me know. It's because I did exactly that. I missed the shout out. It got buried somewhere in my email. And if you're like me, with you have many different accounts and you get a lot of emails, it's very easy to get lost sometimes. That's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as always, stay secure.